Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Glad You're Here and Happy Production. Live. And we are live with the one, the only, Kyle Orla's on the phone out of KO Stringworks or the Northerly up in Duluth. Kyle, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> we, how often do you get that? <laughs> you know, not as much as I'd hoped, right? You, you'd think uh, more people would catch on, so uh, you, get, yeah. you get points. It's good, man. I love a good pun. Like, I love it. <laughs> and uh, someone else gave me a pun the other day. That, so I was like, the show is glad you're here. And they're like, oh, here, like H-E-A-R. And I was like, well, no, but I didn't think of that. I wish I had. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah, it would have been good to double down on it. So Yeah, you could do the rebrand and like after you retire or something. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, we'll, cha- we'll change it and pretend it was always that way. Yeah. Uh, smart man. Well, I am excited to chat with you, Kyle, because <laughs> You are you are doing some cool stuff up in Duluth, uh, and you have been for a while. But it's just you should share this with the listeners. What uh, so? Why don't we start with Ko Stringworks, right? You repair all sorts of different instruments, right? I do. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. So I want to start there because how do yeah. you get into that? How does that? How did like they don't teach that in school? <laughs> no, and if they did, I wouldn't have cared, you know. Right. There's kind of those things. It's like it, it was um, a unique interest of mine later, and um, I just decided to go to the local repair shop in town and ask if he would, uh, the guy, if he would take me on uh, as like a somewhat of an apprentice. Which he promptly said no <laughs> to, <laughs> um, which was fair because I mean I I didn't own any tools. I mean I didn't, I didn't even have a hammer, screwdriver. Like I didn't have any basic tools. So why? I mean I could see why he would want to, you know, waste fair. his time. So so he didn't. But I but I but I was a musician, so I did take him work, and we got to know each other. And um, after a while, he just offered me that position to just uh, be around since I was already around um, the shop enough anyways just to kind of watch some jobs and basically I just swept the floors and that kind of you know cliche you hear about just tuned the guitars and, and watched him do his thing so love it yes. yeah so that's kind of how I got into it and and I also went to a program out in Vermont that was like actually for building instruments oh cool um, so yeah that's awesome. It's, yeah. it's such a, it's such a unique skill to have, right? Like not uh, you you know not everyone can do it. Most musicians don't like are even adverse to changing their own strings at this point. And it's not yeah. it's not a knock on anybody. I I hate changing my strings too. It's like changing your oil. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny. I'm, I love doing it. Really? I love changing strings. Oh, <laughs> man, so this this explains how you ended up. Do you call yourself a luthier at all? Is is that the right phrase? I know that's for builders. Right. That's yeah. a there is a point of contention there. I I don't really care one way or the other um but there are people who do and so you're right on like most people would call themselves a luthier if they built guitars and the 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 front half of luthier comes from the lute i think it's like the french oh. pronunciation of the lute they would pronounce it the lutes got it um so a guitar or lute a lute builder would have been a luthier and then the lute is kind of our you know great great grandfather of the 
guitar. That so. makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I go by Luthier, sure. Um, but mostly it's just a, a repair person. I, 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 most of the time. Fair, but. fair. But the, but the real term for you is probably Renaissance man. Because oh, not, not only are you are you repairing instruments and you know fixing up the fine folks at Duluth's instruments, you're also launching the Northerly, where you're going to be teaching people how to play and sharing all of your great musical experiences with with the folks at Duluth, right? It's true, and and I was doing that um, through Ko Stringworks, so I kind of had two arms. Okay, and and they both were growing at a rate um, that was kind of beyond one person. If, you know, if, if I didn't want to start saying no all the time. For sure. So um, part of the part of the northerly was just to split KO string works into, you know, in, in two, I guess. And so I'm pretty much now just, K, KO string works is just going to be focusing on, on repair and then um, the northerly is, is is doing education stuff, and we're hiring on other other teachers, and um, getting a bunch of other different you know styles and instruments, kind of kind of a home, you know. Yeah, that's that's so cool. So are you are you still gonna be you still gonna be teaching yourself? I'll still be teaching um, through the northerly, but um, but it, yeah, it's kind of the it's kind of confusing because I run you know both things but um i think it will will sort itself out yeah. as, as, as each grow but i you know ko string works is housed in the northerly and the northerly offers lessons and um workshops and stuff like that so it's kind of an entity of its of its own that i just also kind of have a little booth in where i repair instruments it's so, it's so cool and and Kyle is uh, is underselling how cool the the space <laughs> is. So, because you you were able to start hosting concerts beginning back in right, Homegrown, you you had you had some shows up there, right? We had we had a secret show we did, and um, and we also had two banjo workshops or oh. two they're they're month long workshops, but yeah yeah. So we we've, we've been doing workshops, having group workshops in there, and then you yeah, had a show and. We've got we've got some pretty cool. I probably shouldn't spill the beans on a couple of things coming up because they're not actually in ink yet. But we have some really cool workshops um, on the books, so I'm really really excited about that facet of it. Do they rhyme some. with? Do they rhyme? Sorry? With, do they rhyme with Schmilin? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just thought I'd try. Thought it was worth yep. a shot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Well, that's that's going to be exciting. You guys are right there in uh, off, of, off of Superior Street, right? Yeah. Right in the heart of downtown Duluth for anybody going up. So, if people are are passing through and they, you know, they need need instruments repaired, it's a great spot. It's also a great spot just to pop in and, and chat with you and hang out. Yeah. And uh, from you've you've had the banjo workshops. Where are you advertising? You know, the shows, the lessons, everything like that. Where can people find everything? It's right now it's just on Instagram and um we did just get a, a website built too. Um we kinda like we kinda like you know, made an Instagram and, and put out the word that we we were gonna do this thing and then we got way more press than we expected. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and so we're like, Oh yeah, well great problem. Yeah. Yeah. But we had no website, no infrastructure. Actually we still only have half of the building we're we're gonna have. So <laughs> we 
can only off it's only me teaching and um this amazing musician who just moved to town about a year ago um cliff nesseth and it's just kind of him and i teaching because there's only one room right now (laughs) (laughs) but but yes so we're we're just kind of um doing the instagram thing and um hopefully we'll once we get all the teachers kind of locked down we'll we'll be um advertising enrollment on the on the website awesome that's yeah that's gonna be awesome so people people can go to the northerly is it the northerly.com am i reading that right it's it's actually northerly school for music.com so the full name is northerly school for music but we just call it the northerly got it so yep. northerly school for music.com you can find all of the all of the cool happenings there stay tuned for for the teachers for for everything and it's going to be super cool, everyone, because Kyle's building something of, of a community more so than just a, a space, right? He mentioned the banjo workshops. And so these, you know, people learn how to play banjo in, in a community and then get to kind of perform for the community as well. It's a super cool thing that, that he's doing. Right. And and also, uh, Kyle's too nice of a guy to, to sell himself, so I'm going to sell him for you. Uh, Kyle is such a talented musician in his own right, and it's such such a cool honor to get to learn from somebody who is this talented and this humble about it and just wants to share and just create and grow something super cool right in the heart of Duluth. So I guess the the question I have after all of that, Kyle, is like <laughs> yeah. what uh, what inspired you to to want to do this and take on this endeavor? That's a good question, I think. Um, I think, you know, I worked at a at a shop in town probably 15 years ago called Musicality. And it was just something to do, you know, I needed work while going to, while going to university. And so um, they had just opened. And so I got in early and I just got to like kind of grow with the, with the company. It was really, really sweet also downtown. And I just got to know all these musicians through it. It was the first time I ever felt like, like music was a job, but like in a good way, like not like, oh, such a job, you know, <laughs> yep. like in a way that felt like I had almost coworkers and the community just felt, felt cool because you could just talk shop with musicians in ways that you don't always get to because you're in a loud bar or, you know, it's just a different social scene. So when you're like working through process and like, hey, how do you teach this major scale <laughs> or something? <laughs> um, so that stuck with me and then, um, they closed down and I was, then I was traveling for a long time and it was kind of just a, um, pandemic pivot for me, honestly. Love it. Cause I was just, yeah, I was just a working musician, um, playing gigs and th- that was kind of it. And then, so once that shut down, I, I, I had had this experience apprenticing. So I, you know, I'd always kind of thought I'd, I'd, I'd get into that, like in my later years, like just pick up, you know, pick up old guitars and fix them up and sell them. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, I was like, well, maybe that's what I'll do through this pandemic. And, um, I, and I only had like, I had a flip phone at the time. I had no internet interest or savvy kind mm-hmm. at all. Uh, but my wife kind of hooked me up with all that and, and it was really hard for me, <laughs> but it was really great um, right away. Like I had such good feedback and met a lot of really great musicians on, on Instagram. So I just like that. Okay. This isn't so bad. And then kind of grew the online part of it, which is still, which that, that's my, its own kind of 
situation too with ko Stringworks, the, the online portion of it but it's anyway huge. so yeah i yeah. just kind of grew out of that yeah and you've got i mean the other thing is ko Stringworks has a youtube channel that he's again underselling that uh you know you've got you do these really cool interviews with all sorts of musicians ranging from you know uh charlie parr to to all the way down the line to i think uh i saw big adam keesling on there too was that right there you go yeah adam's on there yep. yeah so you can't go wrong with names like that that you're you're doing in in in, in folks his interviews are much better than mine so definitely go check out go check out Kyle and what he's doing and building up there it's it's a cool thing so yeah you uh from from having a flip phone to you mastered the online space pretty pretty quick man good job well I um I it, I didn't it was a good lesson like you think you know yourself and what you're interested in until you put into situations that you didn't expect and the, the through line is just like I like making stuff <laughs> and I like I like having a you know, I'm not like a perfect artist who just, you know, makes things only to to make them and then puts them in a box in yeah. the basement. Like I like the 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 uh, reciprocal thing of of making something and then letting that have its own kind of life. And so, making videos was a really weird, surprising thing that I got to you know through the comments and meeting people and growing a Patreon. Yeah. Um, all of this is still like really small scale stuff. I mean, there's nothing, but, but because of that, you get to, um, actually have a real connection. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You just get to, you get to have those moments with people. I mean, that's, that's one of my favorite things about this, this show that I get to do, right? Like Mm -hmm. I, I pitch it as I'm, I'm basically having a private concert for myself every Monday night. Yeah. Like it's super cool. I get to chat with musicians, talk shop, and then, they play beautiful songs from the bottom of their heart, and I'm the only audience here for it. I mean, I know there's Ugh, an audience yeah. out there, but physically, in per- you just can't beat it. So I, I know, I know. Ex- exactly what you mean. And kind of speaking speaking on that point about like creating things, like we know you've got you've got Ko Stringers, you've got the Northerly, yeah. and you before all of this, we kind of brushed over as you've been a professional musician for a while. What's uh, what's going on in that world right now? I think you might have a new band going on that you're doing right now. I have a band, yeah. I have a band called The Field Birds, and um, that was a trio that we had played. You know, I, I would book solo gigs, and um, I would always call the same two musicians to play with me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it wasn't even like first call it was like only call yeah. I would either call them and they'd play with me or I wouldn't play with anybody else and I'd play it solo Fair. so when you get to that point it's like okay if you're my only call musicians well maybe we're a band Yeah. and so we just made it a regular thing to like get together and practice and um, just kind of yeah it's it's been a really fun project because the fiddler Clancy Ward who's kind of like Duluth's fiddler um <laughs> place with everybody and he and I have been playing together forever and but like in a very traditional route where we're just playing you know American fiddle tunes that we're really into like almost to a copyist level sometimes where you're just like trying to play it just like the record yeah um and the field birds is almost the antithesis of that where I mean, we're students of it, so we're very informed of the stuff. So then we, you have so much more depth to manipulate and mess around with stuff. Yep. And so we do that. We like to like reharmonize fiddle tunes. Fine. Um, and then Jen is a is a great great 
bass player and um, was kind of not it was kind of a secret like she, nobody even she was very involved with the music scene but didn't play out gotcha. <laughs> with anybody yep. somehow I figured it out I don't even know if you told me or what but I asked her to play with us at one point it was just such a good fit and so so the, the, the trio is just this really special kind of arrangement of things um, and, and people and style and it's just it's just really really refreshing for, for a lifelong musician to like find that for sure. And so, yeah. And so and then it's also original music of mine, too, that maybe is almost the flip side of what I just mentioned with this <laughs> traditional stuff that we're trying to make sound sound new. Like I think because I listen to old music most of the time, um, I try to, or I don't know if I even try, it just comes out, they kind of sound older it's than, you know, it's, Taylor it's, Swift or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's that way, so... So yeah, we try to. I think our, our kind of our thing is to like give relevance to to old stuff, and then also try to leave room for for new stuff there too. So. Yeah, there's there's something beautiful to that. And I was I was actually talking with. Do you know Kelly Smith at all? She's out of. I think she's out of Baxter. I know a Kelly Smith who's a guy. So oh no. So, no, it's not the one. But uh, okay. I, was, I was talking with her a couple weeks, or it's been a few months now, on the show about, and like she's similar to you. She likes old timey folk music, right? Like that's what she listens to, and so it comes through cool. in in her music. But similar for you, so like the cool thing about folks like you and and Kelly and everyone like that is it's closer to the source, right? It's not. Yeah. It's just. And, and there's nothing wrong with like modern music, but it it gets sure. a little bit watered down through every generation, right? Like you start with Mississippi John Hurt, and then you get uh, Jimmy Page, and then you end up with Jack White, and like it's just slowly watered down blues music. That's it, it, and again, I'm not ripping on Jim, Jimmy Page or Jack White. It's just further from the source, so it's cool to create something new close to the source like that. If my rambling made any sense at all, yeah, yep, <clears throat> yeah. I think there's um. I think that's okay language to use, and it's it's a lot about people who are into this stuff. They use that like source recordings. So there's a whole scene of people who only play music that they legitimately try to copy note for note from a '78 that was recorded, you know, in a moment in time in 1922. And you know, on the one hand, I could there's an argument that that you're losing you're losing your individuality through that. But on the other hand, anytime you want to learn a language, whether it's old time or jazz or modern pop, like you have to dissect and study this stuff and, and do your best to copy it. And, (laughs) you know, actually I just took a lesson from, from Jake Eddy. Yeah. Who's a, yeah. I took a lesson from Jake Eddy and it was amazing. And he was, he was talking about some students like, you know, like, Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to copy Clarence White too much. He's like, but an amazing guitar player because I don't want to sound too much like him. And Jake's just like, don't worry, you won't. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, is this funny? This is funny place you put your brain where you're like, I'm gonna try my hardest to sound exactly like this person, knowing that I never will, exactly. and doing that with, doing that with just this endless archive of the musicians whatever the style is you start to develop your own voice and then through all that um through all that finding you know you just have a have a whole new understanding of uh, of music but also in, in my case um kind of like of our culture 
because oh. it's so tied to the music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially been, folk music, you know. Oh, especially, especially folk music, and it's yeah, it's cool to keep that as a living, breathing conversation through time, right? Like, yeah. just keeping that conversation alive, I think, is is so important, and it's it becomes like. I, I, this is going to sound hoity-toity, but it becomes like literature, right? Like where that's great, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just because it's it's a conversation through time, and and it's super cool that people are still still having it and not letting it die off, like languages, like you mentioned, right? Like instead of mm-hmm. letting a language die off, we keep that keep that alive in one way, shape, or form. So. Yeah, and and you're really you're really getting deep into the roots of it. I mean, from learning how to fix the instruments to play the instrument. How many instruments do you play? Let <laughs> me stop. Uh, yeah, um, I I'll put it this way: I practice two instruments <laughs> every day, uh, guitar and fiddle. But um, I've had many different obsessions of of string instruments, or just like fl- I've flirted, maybe more than flirting, a few you know relationships with. Yeah with uh instruments like banjo and uh mandolin those would be the the main the main crew but i actually grew up playing um bass and drums which i don't even own those but i i owe everything to understanding music from from those means early on because because everything is time and i worked on that obsessively for from age you know nine until uh, i don't know 18 or something <clears throat> and so that was like that set me up to just have time and, and um a really good understanding of of time and how to how to keep good time and manipulate time and just feel you know have that good sense of feel and so i'm really sensitive to feel and then bass is you know unfortunately like if you play guitar you know, you just learn the chord shapes and you don't always understand the relationships and yeah. bass. You only think about the relationships, you know, mo- most of it, you know, yeah. you're learning it. Exactly. You're, you're the bridge for the band, you know, like you got it. You yep. got to connect the drums to the guitar and it's, you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head of like, everything is time and you are, you are time. So that's, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. So those are the instruments that I've, played and, and, and studied um and then yeah you're it, it is interesting the, to take it into the repair thing and have this whole whole other kind of structural understanding of these things too and how how that affects how people play yeah and that's been really fun and i of course i'm interested in vintage instruments being someone who's interested in vintage music um but yeah, it starts to feel like the same thing after a while. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm just taking care of all the instruments in the same way. Like you, you brought up a dead language. Like, you know, the language only dies with its last speaker, and it's it's like that with with the music too, or the instruments. Like, it just Fair. takes that one more person to keep it on. You know, keep yep. it going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just gotta keep it keep it alive. But it's it's you, Kyle. You you up at uh, KO Stringworks and and the Northerly, well 
Uh, Kyle, we're we're coming up on the end of our our, our little chat together, which you know this time flies, right? Dang, yeah, I know. So it it goes so quickly. So where is uh, one last time for the folks? Where can they where can they find you if they want to catch you playing a show, get you to fix an instrument, or get you to teach them how to play an instrument? Where where should they go and look right. to find you? Um. So yeah, the the Northerly School for Music. You can just search that up. Um. That's in Duluth, downtown Duluth, and the uh, 20 North, if someone wants the address. <laughs> 20 North, 2nd Avenue East. Um, that's the Northerly School for Music, and then inside the Northerly is my repair shop, which is KO Stringworks. The Field Birds, yeah, I don't, I don't think we have anything on the books. Really, uh, really need to get on that. We should play a show with this guy Grant Glad or something. <laughs> you, you should. I'll, I'll open for you guys any day of the week. Heck yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, that'd Great be fun. It's awesome. It's a, it's a date. Let's let's make it happen. So that that sounds incredible. Thank you so much, Kyle, for uh, for coming on. I uh, I promise to let you you pick a song to play yourself off with. It's like the opposite of walk up music. Nice. It's walk away music. So what uh, what uh, what okay. do you want to hear? What do you want to hear? What do you want to what do you want to play out for the people? You know, so I have this Patreon page. I think I quickly mentioned that, and, and on it there's a weekly, uh, not as great as yours, is a very short one song radio show. Oh, I love it. And that. Uh, I just highlight one song a week, and it's called Rare Radio. And um, this week was this uh, Henry Thomas tune called Railroad and Some. And uh, Henry Thomas was recorded in the 20s and uh, was like a, ho- a hobo. And uh, this song is a. <laughs> it's a great m- map of how to um, how to ride trains from <laughs> Texas to Chicago. I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, so this is called yeah, or it would be called Railroad and Some by uh, Henry Thomas. All right, I am I am pulling it up right now, so I'm gonna I'm nice. gonna stall while I pull this up because I got Henry, Henry Thomas Railroad yeah. and Some like S O M E S O M E yeah, and he he plays the quills. Oh, and really? uh, like you know, imagine a harmonica rack, but but like a panpipe, or like the, they're called quills. We maybe call them pan, a panpipe. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it's really unique, and he's a one of a kind uh, musician. So awesome! Check him out. All right, we're gonna play some Henry Thomas with Railroad and Some. Here it is. You're listening to Glad You're Here on Happy Productions Live. Kyle Orla with the Northerly. Kyle, thank you so much for chatting with us. And uh, yeah, well, I can't wait to see you again soon up in Duluth. Everyone else, make sure you stop by, say hi to Kyle. Here is uh, here's Railroad and Some by Henry Thomas.